This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Kerry Dixon Show with, as ever, the Chelsea legend that is Kerry Dixon. How are you, mate? You all right? I'm fine, thanks, Dave. Yes, I'm all good. I'm all good. Obviously, you know, possibly like yourself, uh, you know, pretty devastated hearing hearing the news about Ray Wilkins uh, this week. But uh, we'll we'll get onto that in a second, no doubt. Um, what we should do, of course, is is to thank our wonderful sponsors who uh, are ChelseaFan12.com, the home of the twelfth man, the fan, and uh, check their website out for superb memorabilia. So, kind of signed shirts, signed boots, signed photographs from people such as Kerry, Frank Lampard, Bobby Tamling, to name but a few. A lot of the current players too. Lots of news and videos on there as well, and uh, they also do this fantastic. Uh, video with uh, Chopper and Chivs at the Butcher's Hook after every home game and you can follow them on Twitter at Fan12 um, you know as I said a minute ago uh, Kerry we, we really should speak about Ray very very sad news uh, that came through yesterday uh, a much loved figure around the world of football let alone Chelsea wasn't he yes without doubt um, you know everyone's asked for comment and everyone wants to have a piece and say what they need to say um, and it, it, in some ways it's lovely in other ways it's not so lovely but um, the lovely the lovely ways is that everyone has got a memory of Ray you know everyone's got uh, a special memory of Ray he was, he was an absolute gentleman um, the way he was the way he conducted himself always slick very smart um, always got time for people um, you know certain accusations get levelled against current players and you know current pros and you know none of the accusations that would be levelled against the current you know, a modern player, if you like, would ever be put to Ray Wilkins. He always had time for everyone. If you asked him a question, he'd hear you out. He wouldn't rush off. You know, and he'd give you an answer, uh, answer or, or an answer which you believe to be truthful. And uh, he always had time for everyone. Um, excellent bloke. I was with him for three years with England. Uh, major, even though I was sort of a, a newcomer, uh, the very first sports I was picked in, um, Ray was one of the 
more established players are one of the elder statesmen, you know, alongside the likes of Brian Robson, Peter Shill and Terry Butcher, etc. And um, he made me feel very welcome. I don't know whether it was a Chelsea connection or whatever. Um, but uh, he was always uh, quick to take the mickey as such. And uh, if something went wrong, he'd be on it. And uh, along with the practical jokers, the Kenny Sansoms of this world and, and Ken Otto and that, they, they used to take the mickey quite a bit. And uh, until he got established, and he started to give him a little bit back. So, But it was all very heartwarming stuff and it made you feel very much part of the squad that was the type of bloke he was mm. yeah I mean he, he's I mean I, I knew him quite well as well actually mate because I worked with him uh, funnily enough talking about England and World Cups I, I worked with him for a couple of months during the 2006 World Cup and he was one of the main pundits uh, that I had on on the show that I was producing and and you know everybody loved him he was such a lovely guy I mean he had that ability to to talk to you I mean I'll give you an example because I used to get to watch the games with him uh, you know the World Cup matches before they went into the studio so just be me and him bottle of wine so you know I, I would be sitting in, in in the green room watching the matches with him and obviously talking all sorts of non uh, nonsense thinking I'm talking great football analysis and and, and Ray would just say you know, he was—he would never say you're talking rubbish. Shut up, go away. I'm not talking to you. He, he would sit there saying, "Ah, oh, superb, superb football knowledge, young man." You know, and he would just make you feel ten foot tall. And I think I think Ray was like that with everybody. Absolutely lovely bloke. The other thing, Kerry. I mean, you know, you played with him. You know, in the eighties in the England squad. Obviously, uh, he he was he had left Chelsea by the time you turned up. But I think it's underestimated actually what a good player he was. I mean, in a sense, he 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 would be. I mean, you know, he played. He was probably like twenty years ahead of his time in a way, wasn't he? Because he was good at keeping the ball. Had a great pass, didn't he? Both feet. Yeah, I don't know whether that come from the uh, the Italian touch. Uh, it was in Milan at the time when uh, I joined up with the England squad. He just left United, and um, you know, it, the Italians have their way. You know, they like to keep possession of the football. And he was very much trying to um, uh, instil that, if you like, in the England squad. And of course, the likes of Glenn Odden, who loved to. 60-yard pass across the field and things like that and defence splitting balls that, you know, didn't necessarily agree. And, and to be honest, they were up against the, uh, against each other for a position in their central midfield um, alongside Brian Robson, who was pretty much the mainstay of Robbie Robson's side. Um, and, you know, Ray had won, I think he'd won the battle. I think he certainly won more caps than Glenn did. Um, but, you know, Glenn was a more flamboyant player and, and and Ray was very much, you know, keep it simple, keep hold of the ball, give it, just keep the game ticking over and, and make the opposition work. It's just two ways of uh, looking at football and, and, and two ways of playing it. Um, the trouble is to get a good side, you needed everyone on the same wavelength and, uh, you know, everyone was pulling in different directions at times and, you know, um, he did get it together, Bobby Robson, obviously, because the 86 World Cup was a hand of God and, or the hand of Maradona, are you? Kind yeah. of or whatever, um, uh, and we went out. But we was we was very unlucky. Uh, they hit on a forward line of Lineker and Beardsley that would serve England well. And uh, I, I very much think that Ray Wilkins would have been part of that. You know, he would have been part of that team. You know, he certainly was a squad member and, and part of that team that went on and did what it did. But you know, he got sent off uh, during the World Cup in the second game, and you know, he missed a certain amount of games. And, I, and it was what it was. Ray had a way about him. But one thing is for sure, he never let the standards drop. He didn't give the ball away. Um, you know, people talk about the fact he kept it short. I mean, Ron Atkinson called him a crab, you know, playing it sideways, which is a bit unfair because I've seen Ray play some wonderful uh, passes, forward passes and defence splitting balls. The fact is, I think the Italian way went into him and, and he, 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 he kept the ball more simple and, and kept, the, kept the game ticket over and kept his team in possession more than... Uh, 
perhaps the likes of the Glenhard or, and so on. But that's, that's, it's not something to be knocked. I mean, if, you, if your team's got possession, you keep possession. And I mean, you're an optostat. Ray Wilkins would have been about, I don't know how many passes ahead of the, the best optostat going around at the moment because you never give the ball away. Mm. I mean, you know, I remember seeing him play when I first started getting into Chelsea in the, in the 70s and... You know, what I always remember about him, he, he had that ability to just ping a 40, 50-yard ball to feet, which always used to amaze me. And I've I've always loved the players with the ability for that. It would have been great for the likes of you to run onto it, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, Ray definitely had that. He had the ability to hit five-yard pass or hit a 20-yard pass or hit a 40, 50-yard pass. I mean, he could do that. It mm. was his choice and uh, he would be accurate whichever pass he selected. Mm. Um, you know, this was Ray Wilkins. I, I was lucky enough to see some of his goals at Chelsea and, of course, at United as I joined Chelsea. He was at United and, uh, you know, they were a good side at the time. And um, he was part of that. And he could get goals. Um, he wasn't prolific, that's for sure. Um, and there was more prolific. Brian Robson, for example, would be more prolific than Ray, but they complemented each other well. Mm. And, you know, not only at United, but at Chelsea, uh, but uh, uh, with England as well. So, listen, Everyone has their way. They put into the team what they put in. Ray Wilkins played for England 84 times, so he was doing something right. Yeah, 14th most cap player, I believe. Um, I mean, a lot of our younger listeners, because there are, there are one or two under our age, Kerry, amazingly enough, um, but they, of course, kind of are more familiar with Ray when he came back to Chelsea, um, you know, first with Luca Vialli, uh, and then more notably when he was uh, Ancelotti's assistant in that, that brilliant, uh, uh, you know, double-winning season that we had. And and I think Carlo Ancelotti was was fulsome in his praise of Ray and what he actually brought to the dressing room. In a sense, it's kind of something that we're missing now, isn't it? Somebody with a link to the club, but also has the respect of the players, you know. And I think he certainly did, judging from so many of the tributes I've been reading from players of that of that uh, era and and also now. Well, you know, I always say, and you hear me, any listener to the show on a regular basis would hear me say that um, it's a, a, a team that wins the league is about. A club that wins the league is about everyone being part of it. The supporters not being unhappy, the, uh, the masseurs being doing their job, the players being great, going into training with a smile. Whether the coaches, or, you know, every 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 department has to function. And uh, you know, if you bring something to the table, whatever it is, and Rayo and, uh, and Carlo seem to work perfectly together uh, because they produced a team that won the double. So. Um, you know, it isn't just Carlo Ancelotti. It was Ray Wilkins. It was the Packham staff. It was everyone. Um, you know, it was it was Chelsea Football Club, and the club was was on a, a sweet run, and he was very much part of that. And you know, this, this is what happens. You talk about now. You know, we'll come on to it, no doubt. Uh, there's, there's things missed, and we've been saying it pretty much all, all season. Um, we're not quite right. We threaten to be all right. We're not, but we'll we will get on to that. I'll stick to what I'm talking about. Ray Ray Wilkins brought plenty to the table. And uh, whichever way, whichever area of life he was approaching, he would have something to bring to the table. Mm, he will. He'll be greatly missed by, uh, by. I mean, there's another thing. It's just final point. I mean, it's amazing. I've been reading so many of the tributes in the last 24 hours, and uh, I think the amazing thing that comes through is that you know I was like I worked with him for a couple of months, stayed in touch a little bit, but. Uh, 
You know, there are people... He kind of made everybody feel like they were his friend. You know, I mean, that was... That was the remarkable thing about the man. He'll be greatly, greatly missed. Um, we'll touch on it when we talk about the West Ham game, which we're going to be previewing in a minute. But uh, sadly, I'm afraid we also have to deepen the mood and the depression a little bit by talking about the Spurs game. Uh, you and I didn't manage to do a show last week, so we probably swerved giving it a preview. But uh, I'm afraid we really just have to have to go back to it a little bit. I mean, mate, I have to be honest with you. I mean... It was such a huge disappointment. I mean, I walked back to the pub after the match and I, I bumped into quite a few of mate, uh, mates of mine, all of a similar vintage. And we just had a look of shock and disbelief and horror on our face. The disappointment was absolutely uh, palpable. Um, and the thing is this, here's the first question, really. I mean, you know, it, it was. Re- I think the disappointment really was that we, we'd lost the unbeaten record to them that you know, been around for 28 years. But the reality is, mate, I mean, how important is that in the scheme of things? Is it really that important? Well, it depends what you call the scheme of things. Um, if you're thinking that uh, the reality of where Chelsea are and, and what they're doing and what they're not doing, um, I, I, I thought it could have gone either way. If I was uh, reviewing it, um, I would have said, whichever team turns up, whichever players turn up, We'll win the game. I thought that uh, in the first half we would have better side. Yeah, agree with and, that. Uh, and you know, I'm not saying we should have been two up. We could have been two up, but if we had done it, might have been a different yeah. story. Um, they were certainly the better side in the second half. And whatever happened, I mean, people say whatever happened about team talks. I don't know what happened to our team talk. And I'm, you know, I'm not having a knock on Antonio. It is a bit of knock. It is, it is a bit of a knock in a way, but. What happened to us in the second half? Why Why did we produce a performance like that? I, but it doesn't surprise me. It hasn't surprised me. Um, this this side, this this season, has been a case of who turns up. Um, I've given so much praise to Eden Hazard. Um, it was one of them, I'm afraid. He didn't turn up. Um, he, he didn't impose himself on the game. You've got the likes of Deli Ali, Christian Eriksen, um, being the stars of the game. You know, Trippier, and, 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 you know. And that was the case. The stars come from the Tottenham side. Uh, they didn't come from Chelsea's side. Um, I think we got found out a little bit um, and it's not about attitude uh, if Eden's going to be a top player uh, and he is a top player he's our world class player he's our best player in my opinion but he's got to turn up look at Cristiano Ronaldo what he's doing every game he turns up he's, he's scoring goals away from home you get this one that one and so on And you know Lionel Messi doing what he's doing he's done it with us you know top players are top players for a reason they turn up and you can't have a top player who turns up 60% of the time you know um, we had a player called Ian Robin one time and he only played 25 games a season but undoubtedly he's a top player he went gone on to prove it but you know it's a case of whether you carry a player for, for 25 games a top player people say yes people say no if we accept Eden for what he is we would like to see I would like to see a top player performing week in week out and you know maintain consistency but he did, he, he doesn't he's capable of changing the game when he, when he, can't, when he turns up and sadly for Chelsea, when he doesn't, we haven't got a lot else. Well, I, I would agree with all of that. I, and I, I think actually that, you know, the other huge disappointment for most of the Chelsea supporters was really the manner of the defeat. And I agree with you, actually. I thought that we were absolutely in control for the first half. But uh, that Ericsson goal went in. But, I, I th- you know, second half, I think it, it's basically what we saw or what we felt we saw as supporters was just a lack of leadership and a lack of desire and fight from the players. And that really hurts. And I have to be honest, Kerry, you know, that never happened on your watch. You were right at the beginning of the of the Spurs, uh, you know, the unbeaten run against Spurs. I mean, you played in the match that we lost 
when Lineker and Howells scored, and I know you played in the in the next match along, and and I and I saw throughout that run, I saw teams, Chelsea teams, with a lot less talent, a lot less talented players than the current side, but they had fight and they had determination, and they I don't know, I don't know if it's true or not. I mean, I'll ask you in a sec when I stop ranting, but I mean, we always got we always had the feeling that you knew what that game was about, that you knew it was the one that we wanted to win and that we didn't want to lose, and that you would pull something out. The number of last-minute goals that the Chelsea scored against Tottenham in that unbeaten run is remarkable, and that tells me something about the character of those sides. Maybe not as talented, but they had balls, mate, and they didn't want to lose that record. That's how it appears as a supporter. I mean, I could be talking nonsense, I usually am, but that's kind of how we feel about it. There's no such thing as nonsense when you're talking football. You talk from the heart and you talk and say what you believe. Not just you, but every supporter. True enough. Um, um, it, it is what it is, I'm afraid. Um, I agree with you, uh, less talented, and uh, you know. But everyone knew what Spurs game meant. Um, are you saying that we lost, you believe, the second half because the desire to win it wasn't there or, or something? I think there's something missing anyway. Yeah. And listen, I'll, I'll come to the conclusion that... Uh, uh, people have resigned themselves, and when, and when people resign themselves to yeah. certain situations, I think that uh, it, it's a case of play the season out. I really do. I think that um, certain people in certain areas, and people want me to name, you know, it's not it's not one of these shows that we pull people out left, right, and centre. But I think people have accepted situations, and um, and, and it's a case of just going through the motions. I mm. really do. Um, I, the, the player shouldn't do it, and it shouldn't happen. But I, I do see it, I, and I saw it in the second half for whatever reason. Yeah. I think they felt a little bit dejected. They weren't two 0 up. Um, Tottenham kept fighting, believing they could get into it as they would, and uh, we succumbed as soon as they scored a goal. We seemed to come down ten percent, everyone, mm. and it wasn't there. We, we lost something, and they got a second with poor goal. Uh, uh, you know, all, all three we, of them were poor you know, goals to and, concede, and, and, mate, we, weren't they? We've got, we've got on. I'm not. I'm, I am knocking. I keep saying I'm not going to knock. I mean, Christensen is, is a good young player, and he's fought his way into the side. Um, he needed to get closer to Delhi yeah, for that. Yeah. Delhi Alley's second goal. Goodness me, a bloke midfielder arriving in the box, turning and then still managing to get it and, and, and not. Uh, it, you know. Uh, John Terry seems a million miles away and I'm sorry about that but I'm afraid that's the case um, young Christensen's got a bit to do it's not just him I'm not just picking on him because um, he was involved you know closest man to the goal and he should have shut down in my opinion he should have definitely got closer on two occasions before the shot got away um, uh, no David Luiz must be thinking uh, what's he done for the season there's so many things you know that are not right at the club I feel um, at the moment and you know, uh, I, I think it's coming out in certain areas in the pitch. I think I don't know what to expect about West Ham. We're going to review that in a minute. I really don't know. West Ham have had some shocking results. You've seen some of their crowd scenes recently, um, and then they they go and have, after that uh, it sparks something within the club because they go and beat Southampton three, and um, they're going to come to Chelsea fighting. Yeah, they will. Even now, and Moyes has moved them away from the relegation area to a, to a degree, um, but they're still going to come here uh, and look to do something. If we don't match this fight. We could come a crop of air as well. Yeah, I mean, we'll get on to that in a sec, but I, I do worry about that. And I think that I worry about it because I agree with what you just said entirely. I think, yes, I know that the goals were all down to errors and I know that they can happen, but there's there's a feeling that this side, that they, you know, I talk about a lack of fight and desire, but I think it's more of that they look like they feel sorry for themselves. 
you know, and, yes. and yeah, you know, and you don't have a JT to go around shaking and saying, stop feeling sorry for yourself, get yeah. back on it and on. do something, you know? And there's there's yeah. that yeah there's that kind of issue. And to be honest, Kerry, I, I think that that's not just the players. I think the the manager uh, exhibits that as well. Maybe it's coming down from him. You know, this is not the that's, manager that's that last. Is. Sorry, mate. Go that, on. That's what that's what I was alluding to. Uh, right? There you uh, go. It's coming down from them. And I say people have accepted situations. Too yeah. many comments now. Even when the comments come out like uh, Chelsea are getting the season that they deserve to have, things like that. You know. Um, you know, it, it's, it's pretty much saying, I've done what I can do. You've got any players you are, that's what you've got. That's the season you're going to get. Yeah. Six, seven, or four, maybe. Great right? shame. Um, Great shame, isn't it? Um, top four's gone now, hasn't it, really, I would say. Would you agree? Barring a, bar a miracle, uh, we're outrageous one of the results uh, might put us there. And then an alarming slip by Spurs or Liverpool. Um, can't really see it. Yeah, I think we too. can beat Liverpool at home. I think that's possible. Mm. Um, but, you know, too far ahead. You know, you're asking people to lose three out, uh, three out of seven, four yeah. out of seven. Very doubtful. Very doubtful. All very annoying and depressing. But there you go. Something that uh, hopefully won't be annoying and depressing. Uh, well, maybe annoying, but certainly not depressing. Will be Chelsea Fancast's new uh, radio show on Friday evenings at seven o'clock till nine o'clock. It's on Love Sport Radio. Uh, we've been doing it for about a month now. It's great fun, I have to say. And uh, tomorrow, it'll be Jonathan Kidd, uh, myself, and the lovely Alexandra Churchill, who styles herself Kerry, the girl who likes balls. But do not be afraid. She's lovely, really. Um, anyway, the best thing about the show, the best thing about the show, apart from the fact we get to do another one, uh, is that um, you lot out there can actually phone in and join in the debate. This is the whole point of being on radio. It's absolutely great fun. And the number to call is 0208 70 20 558 and it's easy to find the station it's on medium wave on 558 8am it's on digital you know DAB radio but you can also listen to it on their website lostsportradio.com and uh, if you you know you, use, you can listen to it on your phone if you've got an app like radio player or tune in so tune in tomorrow seven o'clock till nine uh, we've got ollie harbord who'll be reporting on the press release well definitely what we want to hear we want you to ring in and tell us about your own memories and uh, recollections of uh, the great Ray wilkins who sadly passed away this week and believe it or not our guest interview tomorrow at the back end of the show about half eight 20 to eight the 20 to nine something like that will be kerry dixon himself making his debut on the show we're going to be talking to you about ray again aren't we kerry and hopefully a little bit about chelsea and west ham too yeah by all means no problem um i'll be in tomorrow and uh <clears throat> as i say whatever the topic of conversation will be and i'm sure ray will get a mention uh, i'll be only too happy to answer questions and uh and uh enlighten your show for you yeah well, lovely stuff mate it'd be a great honor to have you on as always i mean we've, we've done well with our guests so far we had frank sinclair on the other week and uh John Hollins uh, the week after that. So we're getting some good good people, good Chelsea people on. It's what we like. So there we go. Look forward to that tomorrow. When you follow a big team like Chelsea, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match, especially when it's away and not live on TV in the UK. What can you do? Get updates from your mates? Follow online commentary? Listen to the radio? Let's face it. It's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's matchday problems when they can't watch the match live. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. 
It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Now, um, I promised you that we'd talk about West Ham, didn't I? So we're duty bound to do so. Um, Obviously, it's a big local derby, but uh, I mean, given how, I mean, it's usually quite a a passionate one against West Ham. They they don't like us very much, so it usually makes for a good atmosphere. But I I have a feeling, you know, after, you know, Ray passing away, it might be something of a sombre occasion. I know that there are quite a lot of tributes planned before the match. Uh, there'll be a minute's applause, I, I believe, rather than a minute's silence. And I know that uh, the Supporters Trust and DJ from CFC UK and We Are The Shed are all organising uh, banners and stuff. So it, it hopefully will be, uh, you know, marked in, in the style that uh, that Ray deserves. Kerry, I mean, you'll be there as well, won't you? Yes, of course. And uh, whatever goes on, uh, Ray fully deserves it. And uh, every accolade that has uh, gone on, um, uh, will be attributed to him on the day and and afterwards, of course. Um, he, he will fully deserve, that's for sure. And uh, anyone who feels like doing something, um, I wouldn't, or no one would ever stop them or put them off doing it. Yeah. Uh, it's what people feel in their hearts and what people want to do. So, by all means, crack on. Um, the biggest accolade, of course, they would want is for the team to beat West Ham. Hell yes. And, uh, that would be the that would be the biggest tribute of the lot if the players actually, you know, get up for it and say we'll do it for Ray and uh, go and give a resounding performance, uh, you know, based on what we've uh, had last weekend. Do you think? I mean, it's a quick, good question, actually, Kerry. I mean, you know, I, I can't recall if anything like that happened while you were playing with the club, actually, but you know, or, or even any other club you played, perhaps. But um, you know, if, if something like that does happen, where you know, so, you know, you've lost somebody really important to the club. You know, do, do, do the players get that mentality going? You know, let, let's put in a performance for the guy. You know, is there something about that? Well, like you've already alluded to it as well. You said about leaders. Uh, people like JT, Frank, and Didier and would take that on board. Um, I don't know what the affinity of the modern player, and mm-hmm. certainly the modern crew, have with what, what's actually going on, what the, what the football club means. I know, you know, not every one of them, but certain ones, they, 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 you know, they get certain things. Um you know, we've got such a cosmopolitan fan base and, you know, do people, they will understand and they would have looked up, you know, if they didn't know Ray, they will do by now. Um, do they know the older players? Do they know the history of the club? Do they know what it means? Do they know what certain games mean? Tottenham, West Ham, you know, uh, I don't know whether they know all these things. They might support Chelsea Football Club from afar, <laughs> but I don't know what they know. Um, players, do the modern players know what these things mean? Um I would like to think they do, or they, they would certainly bother to find out, um, because every club has history. Um, I hope the modern players take it on board. Um, it, has, it didn't happen, I have to be honest, uh, in my time. I'm trying to think of a certain situation, but I, I, I can't think of one that immediately springs to mind, and no doubt people will ring in at some stage or say, yeah, what about that, what about that? And I'll say, oh yeah, of course, yeah. No, but, I mean, there was the two disasters. Um, Bradford yeah, of course there was, wasn't there? Yeah. <laughs> which were both during my time, which, you know, it didn't affect Chelsea Football Club, but it affected football. Um, 
So there was that, and people, you know, obviously craft them disasters. But uh, no, I think it's a, it's a Ray Wilkins occasion and a fitting occasion as far as uh, the players are concerned. Uh, it should be that they go out and try their best and produce a real good performance uh, for Ray. Mm. Well, here, here, and amen to that. Um, here's the thing. Uh, West Ham have got a nasty habit of turning up against us. Or well, that's how it feels. I mean, I know we, we lost uh, 1-0 to them in December uh, away in what was, as I recall, an awful performance. I, 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 think, I, I think we barely had a shot on goal in that game. We were, we were dreadful. But I could be completely wrong because, I mean, you know, as people who know me well know that I, I barely remember what happened in the last game. So I'm the, the last person to judge, to be honest. <laughs> I, there's possibly a reason for that, Kerry, but one that perhaps shouldn't be divulged on air. Um, but the reality... I think you know a little bit more than you let on, Dave. Well, yeah. Well, don't worry about it, 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 yeah, but it's the beer afterwards that makes me forget, Kerry. That's the trouble. But there you go. Um, the reality is, though, mate, is that they haven't actually beaten us at home. And I'm, I'm, I'm dreading saying this because this is a bit like the Spurs last week. It's, it's, it, it, I'm in for a fall if I do. But they haven't actually beaten us at home since 2002. Th- this surprises me. But I remember that match, actually, because it, uh, it was 3-2 to West Ham. Di Canio scored two goals. One of them was an absolute worldie, as I recall. But I'm surprised that it's that long since, they, since we've lost to West Ham at home, I have to be honest. Well, it does surprise me as well now you've brought the fact up that... Uh... Um, in the league, you know, I should hasten to add. A 28-year run has gone. Um, let's not lose what a 16-year yeah. one, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, one week later. Um, yeah. You know, uh, as far as Tottenham are concerned, uh, one 28-year run gone, here's to another 28 years. But, you know, let's not lose a 16, let's try and make it 17. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's no reason. I'm gonna keep, I am going to say it, you know, Although this time I say it with a degree of trepidation that, you know, on paper, Chelsea are a better side. They're at home and they are favourites to win the game. Um, they're better placed in the league. And, you know, all right, historically, you've just pointed out that uh, um, Chelsea should win the game. Um, quite right. West Ham will come. They'll scrap. They've been in a relegation fight. They've developed this uh, this attitude that they're going to fight. Moyes has done quite well. I quite like him, David Moyes. Some don't. Mm. Some do. It's a personal opinion. You know, uh, he, He's done okay as far as it's concerned at West Ham, provided they don't get relegated. Uh, it'll be a positive job. Um, they will fight, and if we don't match them, like I've said, we could find a banana skin. It's yeah. as simple as that. Yeah. We saw it last week, and you know, it's not just the Eden has a factor. Does he turn up? Does he turn up? Does he play? Don't you know? It's not just about him. The rest have to turn up as well. Mm, I agree. I mean, it's interesting actually because. Uh... You know, West Ham are actually in 14th, which also surprised me. But I think that that 3-0 against Southampton helped last week, which you were talking about. But they've got 33 points. But they're not really out of the relegation fight yet because they're only five points above 18th. So they can't really afford to slip up. So that tells me not only will they feel quite confident having won last week, but they'll definitely be up for a fight. Uh, So, you know, we've got to be on our A game, haven't we, Carrie? And this is the thing. I mean, the number of times you and I have talked about this before a game... If Chelsea turn up, if they're on their A game, they should win. And how many times have we come back the next week saying, well, they weren't on their A game and they didn't really turn up? So we don't really quite, we don't know, do we, what Chelsea's going to turn up on Sunday? No, uh, we wouldn't have said that last year. No. Uh, we would have said, yeah, and, and by and large, yep, 
told you so. We were we were uh, getting the score predictions happen. right last season, Kerry, weren't we? Remember that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we tied it down one goal either way. Yeah, and we're that's it right. Pretty much near the mark, but no, uh, that's not been this time of season. Um, we've lost far too many games at home. Our home record is. I mean, I, I don't know the comparisons, but I would say compared to the, the, the top six that we will be, will be dismal. And I, I dare say our home win record would, would probably be the worst of the top six. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had some decent performances away at Spurs, at Wembley. Yeah, we've had some decent ones. But <clears throat> by and large, it's been that hit and miss season for us. And, um, you know, if that's what we deserve, then that's what we deserve. Um, and, the, and the blame can be uh, laid wherever people want to lay it. And they'll all have their arguments one way or another. But by and large, I have to say... Uh, it was the same team that won the league bar three uh, like-for-like replacements who didn't come up to scratch as far as I'm concerned. Well, that, there's there's an interesting point because, you know, rather than, uh, you know, do the usual who's going to start, who's not going to start, I mean, I, I just kind of think, you know, would would you mix it up after last week? Do you, do you think it needs a bit of a shake-up, bring some people in who, who, who can put pressure on those that are maybe slacking off or, or, or just give us a bit of energy or what? I don't know. I mean, you know, would you change things up? Well, you know, you, you said some, we, we touched on something earlier, you know, is there a case of just accepting the situation? I, I, I alluded to that. I said, you know, that sort of situation, and you said possibly the manager. Let me just pick your team. We can pick a team and they can go out and play. Um, it, it, it's whether the fight, whether the desire, whether, you know, we're at the finish and, you know, finish on a high, all failing that. You can put in the Hudson Adoys. You can put who you want in if you want. Uh, you can put all sorts of players in. You can do whatever you like. You pick the team. And uh, the idea is to get a result. Um, it's what you want out of it. It's how you feel. It's, like, it's what you want to do. You, you can argue all sorts of things. Let's play the kids. Let's, you know, end of the season, we're not going to win, we're not going to be in the top four. Will we be in Europe? Will we be in the Europa Cup? I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, it, we can pick out his team. We can pick this player should play, that one should play. Um, if we accept that the top four is gone, um, do how hard do you want to be in the Europa League? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I want to be in it. I you know, players will want to finish as high as they can. Well, it was a good season. They've won the Europa League on, uh, you know, before. So, I don't know. Uh, what, what do we want out of it? Is it a case of, well, I told you so? Uh, what do the players want out of it? You know, do they fight for the shirt? Do they want to finish the season on a good run? The leaders in all the teams I play, come on, even if we haven't had a great season, let's finish this season on a high. We've got a few home games left. Let's make sure we put in some decent performances and send everyone I'm happy. You know, but... You've already questioned where are the leaders? Who's saying that? Mm, I know that's the worry, isn't it? I mean, having said all that, I mean our season's not completely dead yet because, of course, we've still got the FA Cup to play for. We've got the semi-final against Southampton in a couple of weeks, um, so the players do have something to play for, and one would imagine they'll be playing for places for that as well. So hopefully, that'll keep them interested. For sure, um, you know. There's one trophy which we've all said we we could realistically win. Uh, the draw was made where we didn't do a show, and you know we got the best of the four. As far as I'm concerned, no disrespect to Southampton, we got the best result in terms of the draw that we could possibly have got. Um, we've got to go and win that, and to be in the cup final at the end of the season that doesn't mean to say it's a poor season. Um, people will start to look at it. We we said two months ago, you know, we've got a month and our season could collapse. But we believe that we could win the FA Cup. And I still mm. believe we can win the FA Cup, mm. whether it's Spurs or United at Wembley. I still believe we should do that on the day. We're, we're more than capable of doing that. Um, and I, I do believe we'll beat Southampton. But if this apathy and this uh, lack of fight and this lack of desire stays at the club for to see the season out, we, we won't even beat Southampton. That's, that's, 
that will be tested against West Ham at the weekend. Mm. Well, we shall see. I mean, I'm not going to do a prediction. I think we, we, we'll both say that if if the, the you know the Chelsea turn up, they, they've got enough players to beat West Ham, but we just don't know what's going to happen. What I will predict, Kerry, is that it will be uh, a quite a special and an emotional day. I think, uh, and uh, I, I'm you know as 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 a part of the Chelsea Supporters Trust, we're going to be. Uh, laying a wreath, uh, you know, at the Shed End Wall where Ray's uh, photograph is, and uh, you know, hopefully, as as you said earlier on, hopefully that, w- that the team can raise their game and and uh, put in a win against West Ham and do it for Ray. Let's hope so, mate. And uh, you know, um, I hope it's a wonderful um, occasion for Ray, and he he would of course love to have seen it. Everyone would have loved to have seen how much they are appreciated mm. um, after they've gone. But sadly, uh, he can't. Or if he can, then. Uh, you know, enjoy it, Ray, and uh, rest in peace afterwards. And uh, hopefully, the, the message will get through, as I say. I'm sure yeah. it will. Yeah, lovely stuff. And uh, you and I are going to talk again, although I'll be joined by lots of other people, including a presenter. So don't be phased by him. We, he, he's all right, really, behaves himself, really. But you and I will speak again on our version of the show on Love Sport Radio tomorrow at around half eight. I'm looking forward to it immensely. Okay, mate. No problem. Look forward to it. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.